Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Jeffrey Cleveland joining us, principal, chief economist at Payton and Regal. Thanks for being with us. So I thought it was interesting with the jobs. By the way, I started this show off in the very same tone. I said a better than expected jobs report. And then I had to clarify, because you'll fully understand this. I said, well, more jobs added than expected. Because if you look at the unemployment rate, well, that's not better than expected. So tell me, because um, you said this is the, the tale of two stories, whichever one you want to look at on any given day. Yeah, if you want to be bullish on the economy, then point to the payroll survey. 262,000 jobs added above the Wall Street consensus. If you want to be bearish on the economy, if you want to say, hey, the Fed needs to stop hiking, they've gone too far, well, then maybe you could point to the household survey, which uh, employment was down and the labor force participation rate was down and the unemployment rate was up two tenths to 3.7. So, I mean, take it's a Friday, Nicole. Choose your own adventure. Pick, pick uh, you know, enjoy your day. They, if you're, if you ask me, I, I tend to side with the establishment survey. I think it's more reliable in real time, less volatile. I, I was just looking at the household survey, and it was up in March, seven hundred and thirty-six thousand jobs, Nicole. Then it was down three hundred and fifty-three thousand jobs in April. Then it was up three hundred and twenty-one thousand jobs in May. So we've been kind of in this huge up-down pattern on the household survey and it's possible that next month it'll be up and the unemployment rate will be you know back down to 3.5 so i would lean towards this establishment survey and lean against the household survey if you're asking me mm -hmm. we're always asking you and, <laughs> and the point of the matter too here is that um, the average hourly earnings right basically the takeaway from there is still wages are not keeping up with inflation and nowhere near the Fed's goals. When you look at average hourly earnings month to month, 0.4, um, year on year, close to 5% year on year. So the question is, Nicole, is 5% year on year wage growth, is that consistent with 2% uh, target inflation from the Fed? And my estimate, our estimation is no, that's not consistent. So. The Fed is kind of far away from its goals right now, and that argues for continuing to nudge up the federal funds rate. We think it's going to get above 5%, probably to 5.5% when all is said and done. So there's a ways to go on the federal funds rate yet. So that's going to be disappointing to some bond investors, I'm sure, but that's the reality we're facing with high inflation. And to your point, uh, when you're looking at the household survey and you're looking at the establishment survey, and um, the Fed is trying to be somewhat data dependent too, right? And they don't want just one month of anything. They would like consecutive months showing X. Um, and they're not really getting any of that. And so while maybe the economy is slowing or maybe, you know, unemployment rates ticking higher, um, they're not really getting anything that says, hold, hold the phone, stop raising rates. That's correct. And we get the next look at uh, an important data point next, next week. So you've got uh, November 10th CPI. You look at that month-to-month -month change. That's the most important thing. Month-to-month -month change in core CPI. I think it's going to be a 0.5 month to month, Nicole. And to your point, that's way too fast. That is too much inflation. And I think that the Fed is going to keep going. They want to see a number of months, a string of months where core CPI is 0.1 
month to month or 0.2 month to month, not 0.5. So that's the reality we're in right now. That's why I think uh, we're going to bond bond folks are going to be disappointed. I think in the next week or so by the CPI. And then we're going to hear plenty of fed speakers now uh, as the quiet period is over from the lat from the November FOMC meeting, a lot of talk about they're not done yet. They still need to be vigilant about inflation. No hints of pausing in terms of policy. Yeah. And so with the CPI print, I mean, basically, we think that the Fed, I mean, unless there's something really different, we think the Fed is likely to raise again, right, in December and January. Is that what you're thinking here? And by yeah, you, yeah, it's reasonable. They've done four 75 basis point hikes in a row here, Nicole. So at some point, they get to such a high level, they don't need to keep going 75. So maybe they downshift to 50 in December. The next meeting is February. So they, they could do another 50 then, then they could do a 25 in March and a 25 in April. That gets you to five and a half percent on the funds rate. I think some progression like that is reasonable. Unless, I mean, what could change that? You need to see, not to belabor a point, but you know, it's Friday, I will. Month to month change, core CPI, core PCE, those need to slow. Those need to be 0 0.1, 0 0.2, not 0.5. And then we can talk about a Fed changing its trajectory. But as, as, as I see things, we're on that trajectory to 5.5% Fed funds. So here's the wild card question. How bad can it get if people are going to be laid off, right? Because right now you have pretty tight labor force. Everybody who wants a job can get one. And um, if layoffs are coming, and we've heard it from, I just wrote down another one, Lyft. Um, we've had Amazon and Apple and Stripe and Carvana and 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 either pausing hiring or or actually doing layoffs and there's probably more to come where that's coming from. How bad can it get for folks? Because right now they're somewhat comfortable with their jobs. Well, I mean, the good news is we've heard a lot about layoffs in the press. We're not seeing that in the layoffs data and initial claims for unemployment insurance, the weekly data we got yesterday, still very low by historical standards. Maybe the challenger layoffs have creeped up, uh, crept up a little bit, but not much. So for now, and we're adding 260,000 jobs a month. So right now there's a lot of talk about a recession, but we're not seeing that in the data, at least not yet. So I think that's what you should take into the weekend is maybe the recession talk is premature. Maybe the next uh, three to six months, things hold up pretty well. The unemployment rate stays low. We don't have this this recession that's the the most forecasted recession um, ever, and that's something that waits uh, for longer. Because historically speaking, it's not unusual for the recession to start some months, maybe a year after the Fed stops hiking, because it takes time for the, the monetary policy tightening to feed through and really slow the economy. So maybe late 23, Nicole, or even 2024, maybe that's a more appropriate time to, to worry about layoffs and recession. And in the near term, it's, it's, it's not showing up. How's that for optimism? I, I wonder about, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, we'll see. I mean, how about the holidays? People are getting ready for the holidays. How much are they likely to spend? You know, consumer behavior is changing. People are spending more on experiences, less on gifts and things. Um, any ideas or thoughts on consumer behavior and how that may go? Well, we did our chart of the week uh, today, went out today, and we looked at uh, the, the aggregate wages and salaries from last week's personal income and spending report. And you see aggregate wages and salaries, so that's in, in total what people are earning 
all the people employed are earning from their job, salaried or, or wage earning. And it's running at 8%, Nicole, year on year. Now, to your earlier point, that's barely keeping up with headline inflation, right? But 8% um, year on year income growth. Yeah, you've got the chart on the screen. This is wonderful. That's a good sign. Uh, that tells you that's a really strong rate of growth. It's, it's higher than it was at the peak in other cycles. So that tells me that the consumer still has some spending power. Now, whether they want to keep spending that on goods or they're going to shift to services, I think they're going to probably be more on the services side, but they're still spending. We would need to see a much bigger slowdown in income growth before I think, again, talk about recession or talk about a slowdown in inflation. I think you see that pretty clearly in that chart of the week. I always enjoy our conversations, I guess, especially on Fridays, where you seem to be your most frank, truthful self. Jeffrey Cleveland, <laughs> it's great to see you. You're always Have a good weekend. every day of the week. Thank you. Peyton and Regal, thank you very much, Jeffrey. Thank you.